Welcome to the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. Here are your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stahl. All right, welcome to our podcast where we cover business in the news and add our legal twist to that news. My name's Nasser Pasha. And I'm Matt Staub. And let's see, I have never been to a Popeye's. This is a confessional, right? This confessional podcast, it's the first thing I want to confess is I've never been to a Popeye's. <laughs> yeah, the real confession is going to come later on in the episode when you confess to this armed robbery that took place. But yeah, I don't <laughs> believe I've ever been to a Popeye's either. I know they have them in the Midwest because I know they have them in Indianapolis because I've definitely seen them. No, I thought they had them in San Diego. No. Well, I'm, I'm just saying you, for you and I growing up. we Oh, growing up. No. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely have them in California. Well, at least they have commercials for them in California because I still see those. Even though when I lived up in Northern California, they used to have CeCe's Pizza commercials but there was no CC's P- there's no CC's pizzas anywhere close in the area. So I never understood that sort of advertising, but it was like Sonic. I mean, Sonic used to advertise in San Diego, but the nearest drive used to be far away. Now they have closer ones, but yeah, there's one really close to where I live now. I don't, that's pretty new. Just like in the middle of a spot that you want to see a Sonic typically. Yeah. I guess there are three Popeyes in San Diego in case you're wondering. And there's plenty of Popeyes around here in Houston. I think it started in Louisiana, so. I would say probably after, well, after KFC and maybe Church's Chicken. I don't know if that's popular or not, but it's got to be up there in terms of my most locations. I don't know. what It's not my ranking of most locations because that's an objective <laughs> thing. But All right. I'm just going to get into the story here before I just, this gets too out of hand. Once again, I'm really hungry now. You made me hungry. I, I feel like we should just stop the podcast and eat first. <laughs> it's too early for me here for fried chicken, but... So basically what happened was this, there was a, a woman that was running the, or not running, she was at the the counter at Popeye's and she was a manager. She was a manager. Okay. Uh, and a uh, armed robber came in, not something that you see at a, on a day-to-day basis at fast food places. I can't imagine there's too much money in those drawers, but I guess it's worth it. And so armed robber came in, stole, this is nearly $400. Like if that's a significant amount of money, but you know, it's real in the grand scheme of things, it's not that much at all for for a robbery. For worth armed robbery, probably not. For, yeah, with an armed robbery, not probably worth it. But anyways, this person came in, stole the money, and left. And after the fact, the Popeyes said, "Hey, you need to reimburse us for this money to the the woman that was managing the store." And she said, "Well, she said no." <laughs> Oh, I should also point out she's pregnant, correct? It's that's yeah. like another significant thing. Yeah, because that that definitely added to the headlines. You know, pregnant mother fired. Yeah, so they request her to pay this money. I think they requested it right pretty soon after the fact too. And she was saying, "Well, I'm just <laughs> still kind of recovering from this armed robbery situation, so it's a little bit too soon, and I'm also not going to pay the money. It was a robbery, you know. That's <laughs> it's not on me." So, of course, I did the logical thing and fired her. And this was in, see, I point out this was in Texas. Yeah. And so, of course, you fire a pregnant woman who was, I don't want to say the victim of an armed, I guess kind of the victim of an armed robbery or at least was there, had a gun pointed at her. The video shows it. I mean, whether the gun was loaded, is it doesn't matter. Someone points a gun at you. It's pretty significant. So they fire her. And, of course, it goes viral because... You know, we we talk about a lot of poor 
employer decisions. It seems like one of the one of the worst ones we've talked about. Yeah, and this this was the franchise owner that did it. Apparently, it was some. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I read the entity, some entity that I think owns a number of franchises. But after the backlash, they offered to hire her back. And I, as of today, I don't think she's actually accepted that. I think they even offered her a couple thousand dollars in back pay, which is, of course, much more than what the robber stole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so how this is going to end is going to definitely be some sort of lawsuit and they'll settle and she'll get a good amount of money out of this. So, of course, bad decision by Popeyes. I was trying to figure out, I, I, I saw interviews of her how she was kind of reacting to the question of whether she's going to go back was like she was still deciding and to me it's like you know it's a it's it's a pretty quick yes or no question and the fact that she was hedging was interesting maybe she is pursuing you know trying to think about her legal options but here's what's interesting about this whole thing i think in california and some other states i think illinois this is pretty much going to be prohibited but in texas and most of the states in the United States, there's a little bit of ambiguity here because we fall back under federal law here. There's no state-specific rule. And believe it or not, the federal law is actually silent when it comes to reimbursements for breakage or customer theft. You know, like if you're a waitress and you spill a bunch of dishes, in California, that's been, it's been settled law. That's, that is the normal course of doing business and you can't deduct wages for that. But when it comes to federal law, it's actually a little ambiguous and silent on the issue. And so, so long as you're not deducting wages to the extent that they're making below minimum wage for that any given work week, there is an argument from the employer's side that's to say that they may be able to do that, which is pretty crazy if you think about it. Oh, yeah, it's definitely crazy. And like you said, it's not something that would happen in in California. But, you know, the leg that the Popeyes was standing on was saying... She was fired for breaking the policy of having too much money in the register, which I guess that's a policy, but if the guy only walked away with $400, I mean, what's their amount of money that's supposed to be in the register, I guess? I guess it's in and out if you're always getting more money than you're giving away on a transaction, but... And apparently the excuse was that they had a really busy time period there. And, and the policy makes sense. I mean, if uh, to discourage actual loss and also discourage robbers from actually getting a register full of cash for the day, they do put into the vault every so often. I'm sure everyone who's been to the restaurant see that every once in a while. You'll see the manager switch out uh, registered drawers or whatever. And that's, and that's for that purpose, to keep the cash at a low rate. But whether that is the real reason that she's been fired or not, it's, it's, it's hard to tell because even when their spokesperson from the franchisee discussed this, she, she was un, or the spokesperson was unaware of this demand to get the money back. So it's, it's a little ambiguous in, into that nature as well. So the person that made the demand was the actual owner of that particular franchise, is that? Oh yeah, the franchise owner has released an apology both to the manager that was fired, but also to the other franchise owners. Because if you think about it, I mean, if you own a Popeyes and this story goes out, you know, we're talking about it right now, the Popeyes brand itself is the one that is being damaged here because no one says ZNH Foods Incorporated, right? No one's gonna say ZNH Foods is the, culprit here. The, the the reason this is a story is because it's Popeyes. And so as a fellow franchisee owner, they wouldn't be too happy about this kind of negative press. And this, this kind of stuff happens all the time. Right. 
Yeah, they're the ones that are going to... And that's part of the reason you pay... Franchisees pay money as they... You know, you're paying for that brand name as part of the deal. And so this is just directly harming the brand as a whole, not necessarily individual location. I, I bet there's not going to be too much change with the individual location. Well, maybe if they know people are going in there with guns and trying to rob the place, but <laughs> in terms of the termination. It's possible that these kinds of actions could lead to a breach in the franchise agreement, you know? And yeah. you're right that the point of a franchise is the, their marketing dollars, but if one franchise owner ends up damaging the brand, Sometimes that can be a cause for a breach of the actual franchise agreement to allow them to terminate the agreement and to lose that franchise, which is understandable because, you know, I mean, that's that's the value of what they're doing. And the first time this came out, the Popeye corporate was very quick to kind of distance themselves from this franchise owner, that this is a franchise-owned, operated location, and we don't think this was handled well, et cetera. Yeah, and I always thought Popeye ate spinach, not chicken, so that always left me a little bit confused too. Yeah, agreed. I think that's <laughs> that's one of the biggest problems is is their association with Popeye the Sailor Man. Shouldn't they have? Shouldn't these location have adequate insurance in place that would have covered in a situation like this? Well, maybe it's below a deductible. I mean, four hundred dollars is not that much, but goes to the point. Like four hundred dollars at a busy. Popeye's restaurant is not that much, you know, I mean, it's, it sucks. It's a loss, but it's not, you know, it's not a huge loss. It's, I think it's, I think it's an acceptable loss in the course of doing business. If this was the fifth, sixth time or so, and this manager is, you know, not emptying the cash register as she should, then I understand how upset a owner would be even the second time for that matter, frankly, but uh, $400, I don't know. doesn't seem like a lot. Yeah, and I guess the the main reason they said, you know, there was the too much cash in the the drawer apparently, but they also said she was just too chicken about the situation. <laughs> uh, can only make that joke uh. because she she wasn't harmed and so <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I'm not going to make it the title of the episode, but we could have, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised so what no one else did, you know, I guess, but I was trying to remember it seemed like there was a situation on the office where Michael Scott tried to get somebody to pay for something in a situation where they definitely shouldn't. Maybe I just am making that up, but it definitely seems like some, it's definitely something he would have done. I mean, this is this is digging deep in the office uh, catalog here, but there was a time where Michael sent Dwight to a gym to spy on an, a girlfriend or something like that, and then Dwight signed up for a membership, and then Michael refused to pay him, reimburse him back. And I would make the argument that is it is a an expense that's been under undertaken in the course of their employment and should be reimbursed by the employer. Yeah. Okay. I think that's close enough. <laughs> close enough. Okay. This isn't the same, but uh, when they had that pizza delivery guy and he refused to accept the, oh, coup- yeah. the coupon and they held him hostage for. And I love they were looking up online for what they were doing and they found that they were aiding and abetting <laughs> a federal crime. <laughs> yeah. There is there is just too many legal issues brought up in that show. I, we, we can't not bring it up in every episode. All right. I think that's it for our Monday's episode. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Yep. Keep it sound, keep it smart. This has been the Legally Sound Smart Business Show with your hosts, Nasser Pasha and Matt Stop. The Legally Sound Smart Business Show is your weekly look at legal news and questions in the business world. 
Legally Sound Smart Business is a podcast that is intended but not promised or guaranteed to be current, complete, or up-to-date, and should in no way be taken as an indication of future results. No attorney-client relationship is created by listening or submitting questions to the podcast. The podcast does not constitute legal advice, but rather is offered only for general informational and educational purposes. You should not act or rely on any information in the podcast without first seeking the advice of an attorney. The opinions expressed in the podcast reflect the views of those individuals and do not necessarily represent the views of any other individual or business. For more information about the Legally Sound Smart Business Show, visit LegallySoundSmartBusiness.com.